Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. Hello, tailgaters. Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We are excited to bring you our first ever sibling athlete interview. We have Brendan and Colin Schooler joining us. Brendan is a former DB wide receiver, jack of all trades. We're going to get to that later. Uh, that played at Oregon and Texas. And Colin is a hard-hitting linebacker that played for Arizona and Texas Tech. These incredibly Athletic brothers combined for 625 tackles, 661 receiving yards, nine interceptions, and tons of other huge plays during their college careers. Please help me welcome Colin and Brendan to the show today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, The first question I do kind of want to get into, though, is... um, I guess what, what I'm talking about, the jack of all trades. So I want to learn more about the position changes for you, you Brendan. So I guess you're a wide receiver, you DB, safety. I, I guess kind of where did that start at and uh, and what, what what happened? Or I guess why did those changes happen? Yeah, so I got recruited out of, out of high school as a safety um, up to Oregon and had a lot of success my freshman year up there um, at Oregon. And then once that staff got fired after my freshman year, the new staff that they brought in, um, we had some guys transfer and some receivers get hurt during fall camp. And so I was asked, I was approached. I was like, well, we got a bunch of guys hurt. Um, we see that you played high school. You played receiver in high school as well as DB. Would you mind playing receiver for us for a little bit? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. If like, if, if that's what the team needs, then we all, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, and had actually had some, some pretty good success that, that fall camp. And so they just, kind of just asked me to, uh, to play there for the rest of the season and then played uh, receiver my it was a sophomore, junior, and then senior year. Um, and then my first year at Texas as well. And then just uh, looking ahead at the, uh, into the NFL, my dad, who would speak to uh, to agents on my behalf, and mm-hmm. they would speak to the scouts, said, okay, well, we can see him as a safety in the, in, you know, at, at the next level. So kind of uh, once that Herman staff got fired at um, UT and then they brought in coach Sarkeesian from, from Bama, I kind of approached him about it and then approached uh, coach Gideon, my safety coach about me making the switch back over to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they, they were both on board about it. And then I was just, and I, I miss playing defense. Like I yeah. always, always a big defensive guy growing up. Um, and same with my brother. Our, our dad played a linebacker in college as well at Eastern Michigan. So it was just kind of like, always what we did yeah um, so I missed hitting people instead of being hit all the time yeah <laughs> like well, I'm gonna make the switch back you know if, if, if that's gonna be a better career path for me or a yeah. better way to take it to the next level yeah uh, and so yeah that, that was pretty much makes sense I didn't know if it was because you hear stories about uh it's a hands thing well when wide receivers go to DB you know they, they can't catch very well yeah. but I didn't think it was that so I just wanted to ask <laughs> <laughs> not not throwing shade not throwing shade no, no I, I saw some awesome touchdowns and stuff <laughs> so if if you're lining up in the slot at, at wide receiver and um and uh colin is is lining up against you who's winning that battle i don't know we've never had to go against each other <laughs> um he actually did tackle me once though that first year he was at tech and i was at texas so it's like a little bubble screen to the boundary and he, he ended up coming in and, and, and swiping my legs out. Um, so we never had to go against one-on-one like that. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens. And I know 
I got speed on him, but yeah. he's a lot bigger. So if he ever got his hands on me, it, it might be a little bit more difficult, but I think it's, <laughs> it, it, it'd be, it'd be a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of shit talk did you say after that hit? <laughs> I saw him, uh, we both got up and I kind of put my arm around him. I said, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> True brotherly love right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we actually got some pretty cool pictures, um, from, from that game when, when that actually happened. So it was, it, it was funny to know like kind of the background behind those pictures were like, he looked at me and he goes, I hate you. And I looked at him like, I hate you too. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was pretty funny. That's awesome. What's, uh, what would you say is like the most, like in the football career, uh, in your football careers, what's the most like memorable moment that each of you have had? And not that tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's always a couple that come to mind. My, my true freshman year, when I was at Arizona, we were playing Cal, uh, at Cal up in Berkeley, and um, I had a pass breakup on a two-point conversion play in double overtime to win the game. Um, you know, that's always something that's that awesome. I'll remember. Um, then, you know, in 2020, uh, having a goal line tackle against Charlie Brewer and, um, you know, that going viral and being a, a huge play for us that game that's always something to remember too and i was gonna say i i actually i uh took that clip on my phone and i was gonna put that as like a little preview before this interview just letting you know i hope you don't mind but yeah that, but that, that hit is awesome <laughs> but about that hit colin uh you threw that uh barney was he the tight end kind of into the quarterback so did, did he get credit for the tackle i might got an assisted tackle on that one <laughs> that was awesome hit yeah, and then um, yeah, always playing against Brendan. That was always a you know a memorable thing. And you know we we played against each other in Lubbock, in Tucson, in Eugene, and in Austin. So um, you know it's one thing to play your brother that many times, but to do it in different stadiums is kind yeah. of a very unique thing too. And that's you know something that I always remember too. Did did you hate him that much that you didn't want to be on the same team with him or? <laughs> couldn't stand it just didn't sit right That's i mean i mean we, we were pretty close to being on the same team out in arizona for a little bit but yeah you know, like that covid situation kind of put a put an end, end to that dream yeah. so we were, we were damn close one time but yeah yeah well know, brendan what about you brendan though what's yeah. your favorite memory oh i would have to say my first career interception um my freshman year up at Oregon we were playing Virginia that was that was pretty cool um my first touchdown against Nebraska in in Oregon that that next year that, that was pretty memorable and freaking Justin Herbert came in the end zone and just like literally leveled me like tackled me <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny and then um coming over to Texas just getting get to play in like that stadium and like make, make those big plays on offense and defense like I think my first game at Texas, I had like four catches for eighty something yards with a with a touchdown. So it was it was it was pretty cool getting to you know experience that and travel in the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, getting you know see all these cool stadiums. It's just and play this goober over here, you know, and and secretly cheering for him on the sideline. You know, when he when he's making big tackles and stuff, I was like secretly cheering for him, but like also like wanting our team to win. Yeah. It was just like the whole college career was was pretty insane, and you know just getting to look back at it and kind of reflect on it. Like it was, I, I wouldn't have changed anything and I had a great time. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, are you guys party bros? Dude, you guys love chugging some beers? 
Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> as of right now, you know, it's you know very strict with training and diet yeah. and everything like that. But um, when the time comes to it, it's definitely something you know that. I've seen you in that cowboy hat, and I was like, he chugged some beers. <laughs> That's funny. I, I guess right now, so you guys are training, draft, get getting ready for drafts and everything, just kind of make, trying to make it to the next level. Is that kind of what you're going through right now? Just Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just, uh, just that six-day-a-week training day, um, okay. train twice a day. On Wednesday, it's three times a day, so – just out here in that Dallas area, just getting ready for our pro day and, and, and draft day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck with everything. It's uh, it's an exciting time. I see you guys training hard. I saw you running some sprints the other day on your Instagram. So <laughs> um, I saw that Gary V follows both of you on Instagram. Have you ever met him there or before? Like what's the connection there? No. Um, so actually in like 2018, um, he DM'd me on Instagram uh, talking about how he likes to watch me play, thinks I'm a really good player with a bright future. And this was before he saw him and his brother started the, what is it, the Van, the Bayer Sports Agency. Yeah. Yeah, so he was um, – basically I was on their list of guys that he wanted to talk to and sign and, and exchange messages. And I told him, I was like, listen, I have a brother too. That's a baller. So you might want to check him out if he fits your profile. Um, that could be something that uh, could fit you guys too. And then, you know, he liked the message, said, and you appreciate it. We'll keep in touch. And he ended up doing the same thing to Brendan. So that, that's kind of how that went. It was almost four years ago where, where we got that going on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Drew, I think you, you had something you wanted to run into, right? Well, geez, we, a lot of things have come up now. But first <laughs> I want to talk about, I think you both were three-star recruits. Uh, coming out of high school can you just explain a little bit how you guys decided on which school to go to I'll go first because my story is a little boring compared to what his was but um yeah so you, like you said three stars coming out of high school which um I obviously thought was low for what I was doing and um you know Southern California there's a lot of talent um and we would play teams and blow them out and they had three, four stars on their team or a five star and, and, and things like that. So it was kind of frustrating, but uh, I got the offer from university of Arizona in December, right before Christmas, after my senior season. And they were my only power five offer. So that was the best offer I had. So I, and I knew I wanted to play, you know, in the power five level. Um, so I was able to do that, but I, the University of New Mexico offered me as a running back out of high school. So um, there, there was for sure a lot of decisions that had to be made. It's like, okay, what position do I want to play running back or tight end or, um, or do I want to play linebacker and at which level? Um, but luckily, and small world enough, uh, Marcel Yates was the recruiter that offered me from Arizona, and he's now coaching the, the DBs at Tech. Um, okay. First year over there right now, so – kind of funny how things come full circle yeah, right and, and you were playing both ways in high school right yeah you were running back in high school yeah okay but yeah no but his story is crazier than mine was yeah because i actually got to sign on signing day <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even sign on signing day so um after my senior year i didn't have any offers like after after senior year and we ended up going what 16 16 and 0 and like winning state and you know both of us were first team all state players and stuff um and so i ended up getting in contact with university of wyoming 
and took a visit out there. And like, they were my first offer really. And I knew I didn't want to go play out Wyoming and it wasn't anything to do with like the Mountain West conference. You know, they got like a lot of good teams, but I felt personally, I had like the skill level to go like play at a power five conference like Colin was saying. And so I ended up not signing with them on signing day. And so no one else came around and I was actually enrolled at a junior college and missed like the first two practices there um, because Oregon had come in and I had a buddy who I played with my junior year. It was his senior year. He was a, he was a player up at Oregon. And so he was like, Hey, Oregon's going to reach out to you. Just like keep your phone by you. So, you know, you don't miss anything. And so they ended up coming around and they had a guy get kicked off the team like two weeks prior and that freed up a scholarship wow. and they came in and like, look, we're going to put you through a private workout. We're going we're to come do a, do a, a satellite camp at your school. And so I went and got put through a private workout with their DB coach and their head coach in the DC. Um, and so then a couple, I would say like four or five days later, they came back with the offer and signed with them on June 30th and missed all summer workouts, missed all summer school, just literally rolled up before like two days before fall camp. <laughs> and funny enough, they end up making like the two deep at corner. And so I was a corner, like during the first game, like I got some snaps in that playing corner. Wow. And then the second game got moved to the starting nickel. And then the third game got moved to the starting safety. And then we started the rest of the year at safety. Wow. Wow. So it was, it was that's it was wild. <laughs> crazy. Just like so much nerve wracking. Like I think of my dad probably lost three years of <laughs> waiting for like all that to happen because I think he wanted it more than I did. And so yeah. it, was, it was, it was a crazy, crazy experience. Wow. Wow. I'm going through that. Brent's from Iowa never reached out to you. I'll have to have a talk with him. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Nobody wants to play for Iowa, dude. Oh, well, better than <laughs> Wyoming, right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, Drew, did, did you have some more? I know, yeah. I know you had a bunch of questions. Well, I don't want to jinx anything, but I did see a draft profile for Colin um, online for, and uh, – Brendan, I didn't see one for you. Is this something that you make on your own or? I haven't made any. I have not made one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. In interesting. People. I also don't know how legit of a website it was. So <laughs> I, I don't know who's out there making stuff. Well, yeah. don't look it up, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, and, and remember, Tom Brady had the worst draft profile, no. right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but, uh, I, I have not made, um, you know, one of those profiles or. I don't have accounts on those websites. I don't know if other players make their own or if other, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's like a Wikipedia thing where anybody can do it. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. More than likely just that. Stay yeah. focused on the grind. Don't worry about that. Right. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, Drew, you had one about the, the draft, right? Yeah. So um, recently, I was discussing the draft, and I was talking about um, on a few occasions where, like, highly sought after players didn't want to play for certain teams. Um, like John Elway is like the biggest one out there, where he wasn't going to play for the Colts. Uh, he's going to play baseball. Bo Jackson. There's um, Eli Manning with the Chargers. Is this something you guys even think about, or is it like I want to be drafted by any team in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll speak for both of us, but I mean, any team that wants us, you know, I'm very willing to do anything that they want, you know, 
to just be able to play football, you know. Um, I don't I don't know what their situations were or what they what other players think, you know, when they don't want to go to a certain team, whether it's, you know, coaching, the way they fit. Um, I know taxes are being a huge um, factor in some of these decisions for players, but um, I don't care where it is, you know, it could be in Iowa. Uh, I'd still go play there. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Vikings? Hundred percent, I go play there. Oh, right on, right on. At least they got the, in, the uh, indoor facility where they're not playing in the freaking like freezing cold like they do in Green Bay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but with that said, uh, like so you get your rookie contract and like you, your play speaks for it. So then basically you can go wherever. So really, it doesn't matter, right? for the most part, I guess. But the hardest what, part is getting like your foot in the door and, you know, just getting on a team and then, you know, our athletic ability will take care of the rest. And so we just got to, we just ask for like that opportunity mm-hmm. to go out and just prove ourselves because we know what we can do. You know, our family knows it and like our friends in our inner circle, they all believe in us and know once we get that opportunity that we're going to run with it as, you know, as far as it'll take us. What do you have to do to like kind of get your foot in the door at like different places or just in contact with different people? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, making it to a training camp, rookie mini camp, and and just, you know, doing what we've been doing our whole life. And that's just, you know, odds have been stacked against us for most of our lives. And, um, you know, when we transferred colleges, we didn't transfer because of playing time. We transferred in high school a couple of times. It was never because of playing time. So mm-hmm. um, getting on the field has never really been the problem. It's just kind of having people believe in us and, and actually watch the tape and not – um, judge me by how I look at my underwear when I run around the field. <laughs> <laughs> go, go turn on the tape, you know? Yep. So, um, it's like, I'm, I'm fifth all time in total tackles in college football history. That's not by accident. You know, mm-hmm. I did it at two different schools, um, as team captain at two different schools. So, um, you know, there's, there's no coincidence between the two besides, okay, this guy I can play. So it's just having one of those 32 teams believe in you and give you a shot. Give you a chance. And, and once that happens, you know, I'm fully confident that I'll, I'll be successful no matter where I play it. That's awesome. Now, so do you guys have like specific uh, like pregame or postgame meals that you guys would have? Any like rituals or anything you would do? Uh, I know I don't. I'm, I'm pretty uh, relaxed on game day. Um, you know, there, there's been some times where, you know, I'm trying to get all jacked up, you know, listen to some crazy music, get myself going. And then next thing you know, you're just running around out there, not even thinking, making mistakes that you wouldn't have made before. So, yeah. um, you know, I like to be calm and collective and, and just trust the preparation that, you know, went into that game. And and just knowing, you know, what I'm doing, what the offense is doing, what everybody around me is doing, making sure everybody's on the same page. And that's the best way that, that I play at. I don't know if you – no, I'm the same way. Like, I don't, I don't try to do anything outside, outside of my box and what I'm comfortable with. And like Colin was saying, just trusting your preparation. And, you know, the game isn't won on Saturday or Sunday. The game's won on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And, you know, what your preparation was going into the game, like how much film you watch, how much film, the, the right way you watch the film and, and kind of all that stuff. And then, you know, when I'm pre, on game day, like I'm more listening to country music just for like, I know like that's what's going to get me in a good mood mm-hmm. and, a good, and a good mindset. But then, you know, once you kind of go out for pregame, you know, that music might change. We're a little more upbeat because you're running around, kind of getting that sweat going. Then it's back in the locker room and then it's get your pads on and just relax and just, you know, trust your preparation, trust your ability and, you know, trust the guy next to you. And then 
go out there and just and just and do what you've been doing, you know, your entire life. Yeah. And, and Brandon, you, you brought up a good point because uh with the Super Bowl, it's all about Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and like how much they they ate every meal together and talked about all, all, all his schemes and everything. How much are you thinking about the game outside of practice? I mean, is it a constant thing or how does that work for you guys? I mean, I, I try to go in and, and, you know, get extra film because you obviously watch it with your with your position coach and then, you know, kind of break it down. And here's like the general thing that they're doing on offense. You know, they get a miss set um, or they're running this defense. This is like, you know, what you can expect to happen. But it's like going in and seeing those like those extra hours of film you put in and like seeing one guy. OK, well, if his left, this left tackle, if his foot's more even with his with his other foot, then it's going to be more likely than a run than if he has a wider stance or or just like little hints that a quarterback can give you. It's like those little extra nuances within watching the film, watching the scheme that kind of help you get a better idea and a better jump on, you know, what might happen next. Great. And that's what I love. Uh, I saw a YouTube video from Colin. They must've had you break down one of your plays, I think. Uh, and I love hearing that because from an outside perspective, you, you're not seeing these things, you know, and, and I think that's amazing. And that's why the preparation is so important for every game. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously, you know, throughout a game, um, teams run a lot of the same plays throughout the course of a game. So you start to catch on, you know, some of the mannerisms in the game or some of the verbal cues that the quarterback says or the center says, um, you know, the receivers, you know, when they when they come in tight and, you know, they, they need to block somebody, they they try to get themselves hyped. Like, well, I'm coming down to hit the linebacker. And it's like, all right, well, I know where this ball's going. So. <laughs> So it's just small stuff like that that you that you see and feel throughout the course of a game and throughout practice and watching film that that gives you an edge. With uh, how you said you like to be kind of relaxed and kind of reserved before games, do you think Marshawn Lynch was on anything when he was taking two shots of Hennessy before the games? Or <laughs> I think he's just trying to get trying to get in the zone, try to get loose and just not be so tense because you go out there and you almost exert more energy trying too hard than if you would just go out and just be your normal self. So I think he was just trying to get in the right mindset and, you know, just kind of get loose before a game. So is that something you guys would do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about all that. Know. Depends never on if he's wearing the cowboy hat or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must say I wouldn't do it. I just never, never done it before. Yeah, I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> Well, if uh, at the tail ends of your career, if you ever join the XFL, maybe you guys could do that. Maybe that can be a pregame ritual or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shotgun, shotgun a beer or something. There you go. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned country artists. Who are your favorite country artists? Who are your, who are your go-tos to listen to? Oh, right now, Zach Bryan. Um, I love old school, like Alan Jackson, okay. George Strait, those guys. So anything with like that, like that kind of just, you know, chill vibes like that's that's all like I, I love to listen to okay right now i probably listen to more chris stapleton than okay yeah okay. oh chris yeah solid voice <laughs> yeah i no, love him you know cody johnson's awesome um but like brendan said you know some of the old school people yeah. uh, um you know like george Strait, obviously huge in texas uh um Garth Brooks is awesome. You yeah. can find his music online somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, some stuff on YouTube that somebody sped up so you can listen yeah. to it. <laughs> <little bit>. yeah. <laughs> what about, um, um, oh, Drew, you go. You go. Well, let's just, uh, let's start with Brendan. Brendan, um, who is your favorite safety right now in the NFL? Or who do you like see yourself as most similar to? Um, I would say Harrison Smith. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. I should have worn my jersey. I knew it. I love, I love I love watching them play. And you know, kind of being able to play defense for so long. Like you see like what they see kind of like especially when they're coming down and making tackles, you see the proper angles he takes and you see you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about like whenever they play the Vikings, you always he's like, I always have to know where he is on the field. If you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers saying that, then obviously you're doing something right. So I love the way he plays the game. I love how aggressive he is when he comes down making tackles and, you know, his, his ball abilities and, on you know, in the, in the, the back end are, are great, too. So he's I love watching him play the game. I'm excited he said that just because I think he's like pushing 32 right now. And uh, they're going to have to make a decision whether, but Kevin O'Connell said that he like his new scheme is going to fit perfect for Harrison Smith. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's awesome when, you know, you get a a DC coming in. It's like, look, our scheme is going to be for you. Like you're, you're, you're our guy. And I got my boy, Troy, Troy Dye from Oregon who plays up there. And, you know, I've heard him, I've heard him talk about how great, just like a preparation guy he is too. Just like, there's so much that goes into it behind the scenes that people don't know about. It's just like you don't just roll the ball out there on game day and you ball out like that. Like you obviously you have the athletic ability, but there's inspiration and there's so much of the mental game that I think a lot of fans like really don't understand and grasp unless you're like in it and you have to do it day in and day out, especially during the freaking long season like the NFL has now. Right. And it doesn't help that he had no one to help him on the defensive yeah. side of the series. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. No shade thrown, sorry. Uh, but uh, Colin, what about you for middle linebacker? Say Eric Kendricks, man. Just no. I'm just <laughs> I'll just say uh, um, I did watch. Uh, I'll say I started watching his film about two years ago, and just watching the way he moves and and the way he plays, and he's really good in, in coverage too. So um, Kendricks is a, is a good guy to watch. Um, that Bobby Wagner too. I watched him um, when I was uh, kind of. In my junior year, I started watching more NFL film, you know, in the offseason just to see, like, how much movement is not wasted and how they dissect plays and things like that. But um, one of my favorite linebackers to uh, watch growing up was Patrick Willis um, and Navar Bowman. Uh, they were up in the 49ers. They were awesome to watch. And um, But, I, I mean, like, I say that I play more like uh, Patrick Willis than I would anybody else. I mean, because he wasn't, you know, the big 250 guy thumper, but he was flying around yeah. hitting like he was, too. Yeah. Um, Were you guys 49er fans growing up or? Uh, kind of half-hearted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, did, I never really had a football team growing up because uh, this was before the Chargers and the Rams moved to L.A. So we yeah. had the same thing with Chargers and we grew up a couple hours away from them. And then. Um, the Raiders were still in Oakland and the 49ers too. So it was kind of like, you know, there's really no close teams when, you know, other sports like baseball and hockey, we had the Ducks and the Angels. Yeah. And they were 45 minutes away. So yeah. it was easier to go to those games and, you know, be invested in that than it was anything else. It is kind of funny. I, I lived in California for a little bit and like there is just so many different fans of so many different teams. Like there's a ton of Packer fans out there. Like it's so random just because like, I feel like they didn't have a specific team to cheer for. So they just all kind of latched on to different teams. And I I know the situation now, I guess helps a lot of people make that decision with what they have available in LA. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear that. Um, My last thing real quick is uh, with those picks, uh, 
do you guys so I think Colin, you're 230, maybe, I think, 6'1, 230. Are you trying to make any changes for the NFL on weight or height? And same with you, Brendan. Is is this something that you guys think about, or is it just based on skill? Because of course, the when the draft comes out, this is all they're gonna talk about. And we know that, but who really cares, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it would probably be uh, specified to a team, you know, it's where if I'm going to be Trent playing a true Mike linebacker, you know, maybe they want to make, get you a little bigger um, or they'll have me play more out of the box and, you know, lean up, get a little faster, just a little ticks faster. Um, but, I mean, I did that in college. I've played Mike, Will, and Sam throughout college. I've played a nickelbacker, too, in, you know, certain uh, packages. So, um, whatever I'm going to primarily be playing, that – I'll, I'll be able to fit my body to that, but um, it's kind of fluctuate, you know, 10 or 15 pounds, depending on what the team needs. I mean, I'll, I'll be able to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. But Brandon, what about you? The, I think the heaviest that I got um, was like 212. Um, and I, it's not, I didn't feel fast, but like, I don't think I moved as well in space. So like now I'm like 205 and I feel really comfortable. I feel strong and fast moving at this weight. Um, and just with the, how the game's played nowadays, it's like you have to be able to move in space. Like, no one's running the rock like that, like, just up the middle, like, power eye, like, a true fullback. You don't see a lot of whole teams with that. You see, like, a lot of 11 personnel and, like, tight ends that can move now. So being able to move in space and being able to cover guys in space, I think, is more important than, you know, being those big thumper safeties coming down that are, like, 220. So I think the, like, where, where my weight is right now is, is perfect for how, how the game is being played. Oh yeah, man. I'm on the Eddie Lacy diet right now. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. Eat everything you see. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I never understood what the Packers did with that because Eddie Lacy got big and they got rid of him and then they went back AJ Dillon. Yeah. This <laughs> is huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except AJ Dillon's uh a lot of his mass is in his legs and Eddie's was in his belly. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you guys had any like crazy, like injuries or is there like a time when you got like lit up that, that you like always remember? Um, I would say the biggest hit I ever took, I can't even remember the player's name, but it was probably because he hit me, but um, (laughs) it was 2017. We were playing against Washington state and they had this O lineman. His nickname was the continent because he was huge. He was like six, seven 370 and I got ear holed by <laughs> he actually cracked my decal on my helmet it was like it was split <laughs> and I remember I really felt that hit but other than that you know I've, I've never missed a game because of an injury I've never um you know had any surgeries or anything like that because of sports so um I, I've been fortunate enough to to play the game and leave healthy and not miss a game because yeah. of that um, but I remember that that's always it. And I was, you know, I was, I was a baby. I was an you know, 18 year old freshman. Yeah. So <laughs> well, of- welcome to the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say the hardest that I took was 2017. We're playing at Arizona state and I was on the backside of the play. I was playing like Herbert's third read and it was a dig and he came back to me late and I was right over the middle of the field and one of their safeties came down and just, cracked me right in the ribs and knocked the wind out of me and there's a youtube video and it's like one of those wwe's where it's like watch out watch out and just, <laughs> just coming in just like laying the wood on me and knock the wind out of me and i'm laying on my back 
and I'm trying to talk shit like you hit like a bitch and like, <laughs> I got so, so air in my lungs and I got up and my whole diaphragm my ribs were all sore the next day like I got my shit rocked like, <laughs> that was probably the hardest hit I've ever taken god is there are, are you guys like big shit talkers do you guys talk a lot of shit when you're out there or uh I would say I talk more than people would think yeah um you know, it's really easy. It's not like basketball where you can see everything. You know, if there's yeah. a mask and the chin, if you loosen the chin strap and cover your mouth, um, there's a lot of things like that. But, you know, yeah. I'll just say like like little phrases like, you know, like like that's your fault or like, you know, like you're my bitch, this and that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the things like that or like if they start talking to me, I'll be like, bro, I don't even know your name, bro. You wouldn't even <laughs> report like i'm not even gonna lie bro like you're irrelevant to this game like and that's just to brendan no, just... <laughs> <laughs> and that's awful <laughs> that's funny well what about you brendan are you out there kind of the same thing or brendan's like the head i'm like yeah you know, I'm, I'm barking at you <laughs> I mean, like i'll never i'll never start it but if so, someone's like barking all game long and like Sometimes I won't feed into it. Sometimes I will, but it's just like, hey, I always let the yapper dogs yap and like just walk away. Just like leave them just like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's like, I never, that, the shit talking never really got to me, but like the way I think about it, it's like, I know I'm going to be okay if you yeah. talk, but if I talk shit to you and get in your head and get you yep. off your game, I win. Yep. And so I, I do enjoy it. I mean, it's fun. You're out there just like talking shit, smacking people. So yeah. Especially if your teammates are there with you, like it's all it, it just like kind of just like that gang up on one guy and just pick <laughs> on him. It's it's all I, I like I like it. I don't mind it at all. So Brendan, 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 the guy who says I don't start the shit talk is the guy who starts the shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's like he starts it. He starts yeah. it. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta set the tone for the game. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten to like little like scuffles or brawls or anything? I mean, I, I could see, I mean, I could see both of you get, getting into some stuff, like throwing some, some helmet punches or just gouging some eyes, some stuff like that, you know? Uh, I, I think I can confidently say, which is not very confident, but <laughs> I can, I, I'm pretty sure I've never thrown a punch at somebody's helmet. Cause that kind of, you know, like, why am I going to hit a helmet? I've never understood that people like willingly do it. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't but, know. Um, Especially like in practice, I've never started a fight um, just because it's a waste of time. And, you know, when two guys start like if there's a competition, you know, one on ones, and they kind of get into it. There's some times where oh, that's good energy. We need the competition. But most of the time it's OK. We're wasting time here. Like, you know, stop making this about you two. This is about the team getting better. So that's how I feel about all the fighting. And, and you know, I'd rather, you know win the game than win the fight too so that's always something that i i've firmly believed in yeah now now brendan's gonna come in and say i never start the fight but i always <laughs> it. You know, there's, been a, there's been a couple times where like i wouldn't say i threw a punch but i was we were playing at wyoming and some guy just i was running on a kickoff and just yanked the back of my hair like on purpose and i turned around and i said all right i got something for you and just coming down the field again and just hand right to his throat and so I was like don't fucking touch my hair like yeah. type thing and then there was this time this past season where some guy was just yanking my face mask and I just open hand is like right in his face I'm like quit fucking doing that <laughs> so it's like I like Colin never like saw the purpose of like actually like closed hand fist like punching someone's helmet like they have the helmet on for a reason like yeah practice when two guys start scrapping and everyone's running over there like I'm like fuck that like I'm sitting right here I'm yeah. 
because <laughs> you guys are going to exert that energy. Like, I don't, no one needs that. So, yeah. especially if there's linemen. It's like, all right, well, yeah. let the linemen take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cody, you've been awfully quiet. Do you have anything? Yeah. Cody, you he's our second half guy. Yeah, I got to I got to apologize. My fiance decided to organize the pots and pans, so I was on mute most of the time. <laughs> um, I do got a question for you guys in terms of your agents, like getting you ready for the draft. How do they prepare you for? Because uh, I hear they ask some pretty weird ass questions if you have those interviews. Like, is there any certain way that your agent gets you ready for that, or how do they go about that? Yeah, for sure. Just you know, kind of getting you ready and expecting you know, like you said, these weird questions to be asked and, and to don't just talk because, you know, you feel like the timing is different. Like I need to respond right now. Like actually think about what you're going to say, but also too, don't think too long, you know? So it's like <laughs> that you need to find the happy medium. And, but um, like most importantly, be yourself, you know, like don't be out of character because you feel like a certain team wants to hear you respond a certain way. Um but yeah, I mean, X's and O's, those are, you know, we've been, our dad was a football coach our whole lives growing up. So X's and O's have been something, you know, it's like, should be my foreign language on my degree. But um, like you said, those questions, like if I asked you, like, are you a cat or a dog person? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I see the picture. Oh, I'm a dog person. Why? Dogs are loyal. Yeah, but cats are independent. And it's just like, what does it have to do with football? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. They're going to ask, you know, yeah. no matter what you say, it's going to feel like you said the wrong answer. Yeah. And a lot of time they ask these questions, especially about like your life and they already know the answer and they just want to see if you're going to lie or not. So it's just like being truthful, being honest up front. Like if you lie, that's only going to look way worse than whatever they already know about you. Like they know this stuff and they're still interviewing you. Like they, they're obviously like see something in you. So it's just being truthful, being honest, like Colin said, be yourself. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of common knowledge, but a lot of people don't have common knowledge, especially when, when talking to people. So it's just being ourselves and, you know, just answering the questions truthfully, truthfully and honestly. I think that you should uh, answer their questions, weird questions with a weirder question. <laughs> just be a, or just say something like, uh, yes, please, daddy. <laughs> and see what they well, say what, what, what kind of underwear are you wearing right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what underwear yeah. <laughs> that would be, you guys can show up like have you ever seen Step Brothers where they're yeah. interviewing you and the other brothers peeks out behind <laughs> sure, not sure. wearing underwear was, like, how about we interview you <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, if you guys, that would be a hell of a commercial. You guys should do that. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to happen here in the next awesome. 10 years. So. <laughs> and then uh, you guys, because you guys played four times together in college, correct? Yeah. Or against each other. And is it the record split two and two? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I saw that. I saw the game in 21. Was uh, It wasn't too close, but I didn't think too much further than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a tough one, you know, and that was a uh, humble pie never tastes good. So um, it was a damn track meet for me that game, you know, just running, trying to make a tackle across the field the whole game. Um, but and then the year before that, they stole one. You know, we were up by 15, with like three and a half minutes left to go. And somehow they found a way to win. And so that that was that was a tough one, too. So. Should be, you know, split, but unfortunately, that's not how it went. Okay. <laughs> okay. A- any thoughts on that, there, Brendan? Anything you want to say? Another team one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I know you guys were uh, multiple sport, uh, different sports in high school. Are you guys monster basketball players? I'm, I, yeah, you are. I would say I, I played, I was on, I was a three-year starter uh, on varsity in basketball. But, I mean, that wasn't because, you know, I was pulling up from 40 feet and draining shots. It was more because of defense and um, kind of being like the, almost like the enforcer on the team because most basketball guys, you know, they want to be finesse, you know, no hand checking, things like that. So, you know, and I was big and athletic enough to guard the one through the five. So whoever their best player was, it was my job, you know, to make them, you know, struggle. So that was just something I was good at. And, you know, I, I played basketball, I want to say, from like fourth grade all the way through high school. So, I mean, I do love basketball. I, I like watching mostly the playoffs in the NBA, but, you know, college hoops is really fun to watch. You know, Texas Tech swept Texas this year. It was awesome yeah. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colin, what was your second best sport? Uh, I would say. Or, sorry, sorry, Brendan's. But, Colin, you go ahead. I wanna <laughs> hear you. Are you going to say track and field? I'll say the field. Yeah, I did. I, I was a thrower. Um, I made state my senior year for shot put in high school. Um, so that, that was something fun. But I feel like part of what made it fun was all the throwers on our team were football players. So we, we would show up to meets and when you're in sun hats with coolers <laughs> and, and speakers and we're treating it like it's a barbecue. And, <laughs> and these guys that throw year round are showing up and they're trying to get in the zone and they're screaming when they throw and beating their chest. And it's like, uh, I remember we were at one meeting. Uh, I forgot that or I didn't hear them call my name that I was on deck, you know, and they're like, Oh, where's Colin? You're up right now. And I was eating a donut. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. So I had to like wolf the donut down. I had to wiping the glaze off on me and, and I threw it. I ended up taking second and it was a County meet. So like there was over a hundred different schools there. And I took second in PR. That's and awesome. Up a donut hole. <laughs> it was the secret substance on your hand. It was that yeah. glaze, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> like Colin versus the screamers. The <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, what about you? What, what were you in? I would say my second best sport um, was track. I was I made it to state my senior year as a jumper and took 11th in the long jump. Um, but yeah, I would say either that or volleyball. I love playing volleyball. I played volleyball for a couple of years in high school, and it helped that our mom went to Cal State LA and played volleyball there. So nice. grew up, you know, playing beach volleyball with her, and then kind of just stumbled on track where I wanted to just get faster, um, and ended up I think jumping like a 20 footer just barefoot in the sand pit one day. And my track coach was like, yeah, you're going to start long jumping. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. And it was, I liked the jumpers because everyone was pretty cool with each other. And when I made it to state, I was the only white guy that was there. Um, and I was the only guy with cornrows though. So was, <laughs> like, like I'd have, I'd have our, our girl throwers, you know, cornrow my hair before, before our meet. So it was, it was, it was a pretty funny. That's awesome. You, you were just, you were, he was, you were flirting it up, weren't you? You're like, can you do my hair again? That's crazy to think you said 11th in state. California state is probably a way different than Minnesota state. You're probably <laughs> number one in Minnesota. So feel good about that. Yeah. And there's nobody with cornrows in Minnesota. Yeah, definitely so. not. Well, we have cornrows, but no hair. Cody, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, I was going to do some quick uh, 
uh, some quick random questions, if you guys don't mind. Some either ors and just some some random ones. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know? I guess we can start with Colin. Do you know Brendan's birthday? Yes. Okay. And what is it? No. Yeah. What what is it? March, or it's May 30th, 1997. <laughs> All right. And, and the other side, do, do you know, uh, Brendan, yeah. do you know Collins? March, March 5th, 99. All right. All right. I just wanted to see, see how close you were. <laughs> um, beer or wine? I'm guessing I know the answer, but. Beer. Beer. Beer, beer, beer whiskey. Oh god! Uh, a cel- a celebration night. What are you drinking? Anything wet? If it's a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that attitude. Do you have a- that term. Yeah. <laughs> with probably, probably tequila. I love tequila. Goes oh. down, that goes down pretty easy for me. Okay. Okay. Do you guys have a, a specific brand of beer that you like best? I mean, you know, it depends. You know, if you're like messing around you know playing drinking games or just having fun you know it's like you can't go wrong with uh some natties um <laughs> you know just some cheap beer but yes you know, if you're just like hanging out watching the games you know i like Modelo's, i like pacificos um kind of those mexican beers uh nice. yeah but it, honestly it's weird it depends like you know if you're outside throwing diets like you're not gonna you know use good tasting beer you just kind of want yeah yeah for sure <laughs> exactly right no I'm, I'm right there with i'm right there with him i love good mexican beer but you know it's nothing wrong with the bud light you know good, yeah. some good american beer getting in you hell yeah hell yeah. Yeah. yeah who so who can who can chug a beer faster Ooh, that'd be a good competition that would be have we ever done that i don't think so Dang, we, we might have to have you guys back on when you're done training and do a little <laughs> no, 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 no. For real. <laughs> We'll do it with you. We'll finish last, but you guys, I'm sure you guys are <laughs> That'd be fun. No, um, um, do you guys have nicknames? I don't think I do. No. I mean, just last name, you know, schooler or just school, like most of our teammates say that. Um, but like I don't have, you know, like nobody's walking around going like, hey, you know, Red Bull calling me a nickname you know so. yeah, yeah yeah i was, I was always got called sunshine, sunshine. just because i can remember the titans um and then just like my family just calls me b which is easier to say than like my whole name yeah those are really, easy, easy good one just but th- those are just the two main ones then you know at the football place it's just last name schooler school just school. like school yeah. boy like one of those okay Okay. The opposing team always has a nickname for you. It's probably like <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite like Instagram or Twitter account that you follow? No, I mean, I'm not very serious about social media. I don't really go on it for that because, you know, there's been days where it's like, oh, I spent way too much time on social media and it was a nice day out. So I'd rather um, go and do that. But I don't know. I, I normally just use social media just as like my personal, you know, account to, you know, build a brand type thing and, and treat it as like that. I don't really take it too seriously. Yeah. yeah I mean, I follow a, a couple of funny accounts. Like there's just one, like just college professions. Where yeah, it, just, yeah. it just talks about like the stupid things people do in college. It's like, bro, read this. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at this idiot right here. So, I mean, I'm the same way with Colin, just like moving forward, like in taking the NFL seriously, like, you have to build your personal brand. So, 
you have to be careful like what you post you know who you follow and all that kind of stuff because there's people that care about that stuff and take it pretty serious yeah you guys could have said any instagram model too it's fine we wouldn't tell anyone (laughs) (laughs) uh do you um have a favorite place that you like to travel or do you have like a dream place that you want to travel to i want to go to europe i know that um we've been doing sports for so long that you know summers are never really like oh let's go travel it's always you know oh we had summer ball or training or stuff like that so i've actually besides the states i've traveled to for football i've only been to like mexico i know we took a vacation to utah to the the zion uh park um when we were i think we were in middle school when that Mm -hmm. happened but um, I for sure want to go to Europe and travel and hit all those countries over there. Uh, just kind of just venture, you know, and see all those landmarks and all the history behind everything. I find that really interesting. You know, we have friends that go study abroad for a semester and, and, and this is, I just get so jealous, you know, like, Oh, I spent six months in Barcelona, you know, yeah. and two weeks in they're smoking cigarettes every single day. <laughs> like and they had never smoked cigarettes before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go have his first marble. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just a different vibe over there. Actually, Colin, if you get drafted by the Jaguars, you're lucky. Yeah, man. you'll go over there. Play in London over there. 100%. Yeah, I've, I've gotten pretty lucky. I've got to go to Mexico, like Colin said, and I got to go to Jamaica on a service trip. So I got to, go, I got to knock that one out. But I also really want to go to like New Zealand and Australia and, and go visit all the way over there and maybe even like Colin said, Europe and just go like see like different cultures, see how people live differently and, you know, just kind of be able to, you know, absorb, you know, as much as you can while you're young and before, you know, you start a family and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New Zealand's an awesome one. That's I, 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 on my list for sure. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, um, or I, I guess, okay. So would you rather have an inner or have, have an interception or a forced fumble recovery. What would you rather have? Interception. Yeah, it's just like it's like a huge momentum shift. Yeah. You know, you know if, you, if you if you get to go score off of it, like yeah, scoring touchdowns are cool, but like an interception, like that could be momentum changing. Yeah. Um, your offense on the field, and they're they're hyped that you know you got the ball back. So it's I don't know it's 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 a little different. Yeah. Okay. Like, it messes with the quarterback's head more than anything. And, you know, true, true, true. Yeah. Quarterback, you know, they're prima donnas too. They think the world revolves around them. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so letting a quarterback know, like, hey, you're blowing it, you know, they yeah. think their own head. And, you know, you might as well hand them the ball back. And Josh Allen will throw it back at you. That one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it's just, I feel like it means more. And, you know, they rotate running backs. So running back fumbles, they'll just put in another one. You know, yeah. It's probably it's true. Good. You know, you always want to see the back of quarterback when you play with them. I like it. I like it. How many uh, Krispy Kreme donuts do you guys think you guys could eat in an hour? In an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Together or separate? Separate. Each of you need, it needs oh, to answer it separately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I might get sick. <laughs> so, you know, the full potential. But <laughs> as long as you put them in the migraine for like 10 seconds, that's nice and you know, oh, yeah, nice, yeah, like down a pretty good amount, maybe a couple boxes. Just, yeah, you uh, <laughs> may even get up to digits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hour, yeah. Like, <laughs> like an hour, that's a long time. 
<laughs> diabetes but it's a yeah <laughs> it's worth it <laughs> sure um that's uh everything that i had drew you got anything cody got I, have anything one, else? I have one last question for them so if an nfl team was like hey i want you to switch to x position what would you what would be your guys's ideal besides your favorite position um well i know like talking to scouts at um the college gridiron showcase that we played at i had different teams telling me like oh we think you do that we you do better in our our system as a receiver and I know other teams will say okay well we see you more as a safety so I really like either either one of those would be fine with me like I was comfortable playing you know both of those at, at this level you know playing receiver and safety and like having success at both of them I would be fine with either one of those it's just like we said earlier it's like making the 53-man roster you know proving yourself like playing special teams um and just being valuable to a team you know make them have to like not want to trade you type thing um so I'd be fine with either one of those I would say I would probably go to fullback. Um, just how you know, we mentioned earlier, a lot of uh, teams are running spread offenses. Well, you know, that means there's going to be a lot of, you know, smaller defensive guys, you know, a lot more nickel backers and, mm -hmm. and dime packages. So it's like you put in a fullback, you know, it's just something you could really ruin a guy's day because, you know, if I'm blocking a DB, it's over, you know. It's yeah. Right. Problem with that. Um, and if it's a small linebacker who just wants to run and he has to fill inside where, you know, it's, it's almost like you're in a phone booth, you know, I'm, I'm 10 out of 10 winning that. So, um, you know, and that'd be fun. And, and it's such an offensive game now. So, you know, every, I mean, you look at it, how many penalties on defense were, you know, result in an automatic first down. Yeah. Almost yeah. all. Right. Yeah. So um, probably it'd be a little easier to play offense too. <laughs> and I think that'd be a lot of fun for me. Yeah. That's a good choice. Both that of is, them. That is. I, I can't wait to see Brendan play for the Vikings soon, and I can't wait to see uh, Colin be the next John Coon for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cody, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank, you guys. thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, take care.